Hey Rebel Parents, Ryan and Laura here for another episode of Rebel Parenting and we are so excited for this one today. Our personal counselors and mentors, Tim and Ann Evans, are joining us today in the studio for us to get real about counseling and so we're going to kick it off right now. Tim and Ann, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. It's a privilege to be able to speak to your Rebel Parenting you know, audience out mm-hmm. there and we continue to pray that God just increases your sphere of influence Thank as you guys you. step into this new endeavor. Way to go with you two. Yeah, Thank we you. love to be with you. It's funny. We've referred people to you for counseling, and you may or may not have seen them, but you always say that. This is the funny thing is a friend of mine saw you, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, our friends Ryan and Laura Dobson told us about you. And you went, we can either confirm or deny if we know anybody named Ryan or Laura Dobson. <laughs> and yeah. i got to be honest, I'm going to jump like into that. counseling. I'm going to jump into the subject right now. I like that. Yeah. I don't want to be talking about me behind my back. I don't like gossip people. And the very first time I went to a counselor, the first time, Dr. Keith Edwards, I'm so sorry of what a little spoiled brat I was. <laughs> I asked him, I said, can you tell anybody anything I say in here? And he's like, nope, unless you're going to hurt yourself or commit a crime, then I'm legally bound. But aside from those two things, I can't tell anyone anything. I said, what happens if you do? He goes, you can sue me and get me not disbarred, but you can get my license revoked. And I said, okay, I just want you to know that if I ever find out you've said anything about me outside of here, I will stop at nothing less than you'll never work again. (laughs) That was my opening line. Yeah. Can you imagine seeing somebody? I mean, just trust issues. Seething nah. with anger. I had so many. I was such a little angry kid. But you know, in your defense, I think that people need a place of c- complete confidentiality. Safety. safety. They need safety, and we always remind people after they sign the waiver that whatever is said here stays here, and you yep. need to know that because. You know, sometimes in the church, we've seen prayer requests going around Mm. that are more like gossip and slander. And you need to know that this is a safe place. Yep. And it is. And I I do want to publicly thank Dr. Keith Edwards at, uh, he's the dean of the Rosemead School of Psychology. He turned my life around. Mm. Absolutely turned my life around. And And it made me a lifelong fan of counseling. I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are like, oh, why are you going to go talk to somebody? Why can't you just pray? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, but for here, us at Rebel Parenting, we do think that it's not only counseling. Like, we are all about preventative maintenance for your marriage. Mm-hmm. What are you right. going to invest into your marriage? So if you're out there listening, being like, I don't want to go to counseling. I'm not. We're not saying you have to go to counseling or anything. This is just one tool that's available that is extremely helpful for people if you're mm-hmm. willing to go for it. And when you really think about it, Laura, counseling is an extension of community because what we were created for, they didn't have counselors back in the Old Testament, but but the Lord is always encouraging us to mm-hmm. live in community, mm-hmm. yeah. to yeah. live in community where we can be heard and people can pray for us and reflect back what we're saying. Uh, and- I think of that passage that says, in the abundance of counselors, there's victory. That's right. Yeah. You know, lone that's rangers our, don't make it. Lone that's Rebel Parenting's couples. scripture. That's our scripture for Rebel I Parenting. Know that. that's Absolutely. So we believe in it that strongly. Mm. And here's how I liken it. When Laura got pregnant with Lincoln, she was driving a car, just a four door sedan. And I became instantly overprotective of her and the little life growing within her. And I desperately tried to convince her to let me buy her the original military Humvee. Which I would like today, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I would too. But she was like, there's no way. I mean, she used to drive VW vans and now I'm trying to put her in this behemoth diesel four by five. I wanted to like pry Civics and Priuses out of the wheel wells, (laughs) like just roll over stuff, you know? So that was a big no, but we bought a 2000 
Ford Expedition, Eddie Bauer. And mm-hmm. ooh, it's so beautiful. It's black and it's got tan leather interior. And it's kind of that sweet sound system on the stuff. Well, um, that vehicle is on blocks on my friend's ranch because the engine seized. <laughs> I forgot to get the oil changed. And I this makes me sound like a total tard, but... Um, yeah, uh, the light was on, I knew it, and I just, I kept postponing it, kept postponing it, kept postponing it, and I went to start it one day, and it went, and that was it. The engine seized, uh, the head cracked, and it will never run again, and now I can't get an oil change in that vehicle. Mm. It is too late. I liken it to talking with uh, Doug Fields and Jim Burns. They were at Family Talk. I was interviewing them. I said, what's the hardest part of your job? The thing he said will never leave me. He said, by the time most people reach me, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. By the, the time people get to counseling, it's it's already too late. The national average, the success rate of marriage counselors in America is 30%. That's how long people wait to get to counseling. 30%. They have a 70% failure rate across the board because we're so afraid of it. I don't want to be told I'm wrong. What if it's, yes. you know, all these things. You've got to jump in there. It is... When we went to see you, we didn't have a bad marriage. We just do something each year for our marriage. Mm -hmm. Jim Burns taught me that. He said, some marriages work naturally well, Mm -hmm. some don't. And so we do something for our marriage once a year. Go to counseling. Something proactive. Mm -hmm. Preventative maintenance. And we went to see you guys and... And, you know, we were, we were going to do like this three or four hour intensive, you know, like session between the two of us, like a little (laughs) tune-up thing. And we get about, I don't know, 45 minutes in. And I remember you guys were like, hey... um, you guys have been to a lot of counseling, right? It's like, oh, yeah, we, we totally, we're down. We, we're believing you in stuff. You had the tools, tips, techniques. Yeah, yeah. and he said, you know, do you really need any more tips or tricks? And I was like, no. And you go, good, we've got something better for you. I was like, sweet, what is this? <laughs> Ooh, hang on to your hats. It was like this massive intensive. I did 15 hours with the two of you. Laura did 15 hours with the two of you. Then we came back together and did like 10 more hours. It was so deep. It was revealing. It was hard. It was beautiful. It was, I didn't know how great marriage can be. We had a good marriage. I thought it was good. I thought, and it was. It just, I think our culture tells us so much. The longer you're married, the less sex you have. That husbands are buffoons and they oogle women, they look at porn, they drink beer and and there's this contention, there's this tearing down of the genders and sexes and all this stuff going on and you just get into that belief system of, well, I guess that's just how marriage is. I guess my wife is supposed to make fun of me. I guess we're not supposed to have sex I'm telling you, it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. Marriage rules. Mm, I yeah. love Absolutely. being married. And yes. and, oh, oh, so ahead. what would you say to people who are sitting out there listening, thinking, well, we don't need it. We're good. We're doing well. What would you suggest to people like that? Well, I, I think we first want to say that, again, to go back to your you know, tools, tips, and techniques, those are all good. And we've been sharing those with couples for, we've been married 40 years. We've been sharing that for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's mm. like, but we... You know, you guys really sensed you wanted to go into us more dealing with the root stuff, the family of origin stuff. Why do I do the things I do? Why do I choose to make it more about Tim than Tim and Ann yeah. or about God? And I think sometimes couples look at uh, marriage issues first when we like to focus on individual obstacles first. So not mm. so much what's wrong with you as a couple, but like let's look at the root system of your own life and where does rejection and shame play in? And let's take a focused look on you. 
which is a surprise because isn't it easier to stick with the tips, tools, and techniques? Oh, and yeah. Just work yeah. on parroting back, reflecting Absolutely. back, saying the right We're words We're going to use the communication other. stick. And when I'm <laughs> holding it, you don't talk and I talk. And then when I hand it to you, you tell me what you think you heard. Yeah. And, I, and then you hand it back to me and I tell you if you're right or not. And then I repeat what I said and I hand it back. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's right. funny. Come on. And, well, another and, another thing in you guys, if you're in our office, we can either confirm or deny that that's ever occurred. It's However, occurred. Um, we would start off by saying, quote in the scripture, those who marry, 1 Corinthians 7, 28, the last half, those who marry, where the four of us are married, will have trouble. Mm-hmm. And for mm. your listeners, if you're married, you will have trouble, not because that's Tim okay. and Ann said so, or Ryan and Laura, because that's part and parcel to being married. Others. Yeah. Miracle mystery of two becoming We're selfish one. people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so just hearing that makes my shoulders go down because I think to myself, then I'm normal. Then it's yeah. okay for me That's to have right. trouble yeah, or not, not to alone. know or to struggle. I'm not mm-hmm. alone. Can I just say that to all the rebel parents out there? Anybody out there that struggles in their marriage, you are not alone. Yes. Like we just need to say that over and over and over again on this broadcast. You're not alone. You are not unique. You are not a unicorn. Everybody has trouble in marriage, everyone does. It's hard. When when you got pregnant with Lincoln, first time it's ever happened, Dennis Ryan, he called me out of the blue. Family life. Couldn't believe it. Just My phone rang. I said, hello. He goes, is this Ryan? I go, yeah, you know, this is Ryan. He goes, this is Dennis Rainey. He goes, hello? You know? And he had found out Laura was pregnant, and he called mm. to congratulate me, and I was so touched by it. And he goes, you know, Ryan, you never know how selfish you are until you get married. And I was like, amen, bro. Preach it. Amen. You know? And, and he said, you know what else? You never know how selfish you still are until you have kids. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And in my head, I was like, yeah, but not me. I'm, I've been to counseling. I'm pretty good. Yes, and, I'm healthy. And then we had this little boy, and it, it came crashing down. I'm still a very selfish individual. That's why we have trouble. That's why you have trouble parenting kids. That's why you have trouble in all relationships. It's okay. So it I, can be better. I think about that, and I think, what if... God designed marriage. One of the reasons for marriage is to bring a couple so close to one another that I always say in my marriage, I've had more of an opportunity to learn about God Mm. than in any other area of my life. I've had more of an opportunity to see my own selfishness and not for the sake of selfishness, but God's inviting me to Mm -hmm. more healing through Mm -hmm. my relationship, through my marriage. So that's one of the reasons why I say to couples, we start conferences this way, but I start by saying, we both start by saying, I love Love being married. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't love it because it's easy or because we're anointed or set us apart to give wisdom to couples. I love it because it stretches me more than any other relationship because of Mm -hmm. my covenant with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because I'm in covenant, um, I go to him for healing because I'm in covenant. I can't run away. I can't, I don't want to pick another friend, another neighborhood, another church. I'm committed to God and to my spouse. Mm -hmm. So think of the healing that can take place. Mm -hmm. Marriage troubles aren't obstacles. They're opportunities given to us from God to trust him and move forward. Mm -hmm. It seems the more you listen and popular bloggers and books and you know, even churches are revisiting marriage and what it even means to be married. And it's like, I don't know. It's like marriage is a one flesh covenant till yep. death you do part bef- between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. As we understand the scriptures, we don't see it any other way. Well, it's interesting how all through the New Testament, the relationship of Christ and the church is is a bride and a bridegroom. He, he uses marriage as the example of Christ and the church and of us. And I think that's why marriage is so important. If you go back to Hosea, 
Hosea, the Lord called him to marry a prostitute who had kids from prostitution, who would leave him and go back into prostitution. And he said, that's what it's like when you sin against me. Man, our pastor said that. I'm still a bit shaken by that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still a bit shaken by that. I've seen couples that have had that betrayal, that have had that infidelity and the devastation it can wreck into a marriage and that that's how the Lord feels. Yes. When we turn our back on it. What? And, and think yeah. about how much we have to learn about forgiveness mm-hmm. when circumstances like that come up. We're like, do we really understand how much God has forgiven us? Mm, That's yeah. right. That's I want right. to backtrack a little bit. Like, so for people listening, what would you suggest if someone's like, okay, yeah, I want, we, we want to go to counseling. We mm-hmm. both want to, um, I guess that's a perfect rosy picture because I'm sure it doesn't always work that way. There's going to be one who Usually wants to. Usually it's the husband dragging the wife. Yeah, usually. You know, exactly. To exactly. share their feelings yes. and but that, yeah. What would you suggest? How, that how, was said how sarcastically. Someone... <laughs> I, I know there's people that are like, wait, what? Really? Not my husband. My no. I'm trying to drag him there. <laughs> By the way, let me just start? interject real quick. Let me interject. If you are looking for a counselor, Rebel Parenting is here for you. On the right-hand side of our website, rebelparenting.org, is we have a partnership with the American Association of Christian Counselors. You can click on that link and there will be counselors in your area. You can get level of schooling, education, all that, all those types of things. You can find a counselor in your area. Now, once somebody does find a counselor, talk a little bit about that. What's that opening relationship like? Well, the first thing when somebody contacts us, we send them a letter of introduction and we invite them to a 30 minute uh, complimentary meet and greet in our office. The reason that we do that is because Mm -hmm. years ago we realized the importance of, um, let me use the term, divine flow, where people come in and I pray about whether or not the Lord wants us to invest in you, and I want you again to pray about whether or not we're the people for you. So when there's that divine flow or connection and God's in it and the timing's right, I think so much healing can happen. Mm -hmm. What uh, I don't like to see happen is when uh, couples or individuals go to a counselor they don't feel connected to them. They don't feel like they're on the same page. And it takes them three to six appointments to discover this isn't working. This isn't working. Yep. I, I don't even think I trust you. I don't know if you're on the same page as me. So in 30 minutes, we're giving people mm-hmm. permission to invite the Lord into the process and to see if this is the right timing and if we're the right people. And, and, and three we, to six sessions down the road, then you're also thinking, I don't know if I want to go through this again. Yeah. I've just yeah. bared my soul You know, I've been vulnerable, I've opened myself up, and this didn't work. And that's what I want to tell people. I've been to, I don't know, eight or nine counselors in my life. I'm going to say maybe 10, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I've only been to three or four that I've stuck with. You don't have to stick with it. It's kind of like dating. If you don't like that person, if you're not connecting, if you're not meshing, it's not necessarily... I don't like that they're bringing up hard things in my life, right. Right. but it's that personality. You guys and, and we fit really well together, but Laura and I have been to counselors where we didn't fit and we didn't go back, and that's no big deal. It's okay. You don't have to keep going. Yeah, that's a good word, and I think also, you know, ask the hard questions. If some of your rebel parenting mm-hmm. listeners are thinking, well, who would I go see? Well, pray about it. Ask some of your friends. Ask a couple that you kind of respect their marriage and you see them flowing pretty good together and see what they say. Yeah. And then ask our questions. If you're struggling with communication, ask your counselor, how do you communicate with your spouse? Mm-hmm. Or if you're struggling with addiction, um, mm. what's your experience in dealing with addicted Perfect. people? Right. And if you've come from an addictive past, what were your healing steps? Like what steps did you take? Pornography is a huge issue. I would, sure. I would want to know if the 
counselors struggle with pornography or has had a pornography addiction or mm-hmm. you know if you're struggling in intimacy and sexuality interview your counselors and ask them the difficult right. questions yeah. because know if it. you don't maybe they don't deal with porn maybe that's Correct. not their special maybe somebody, they don't deal with sex then there's somebody else out there exactly. that's yeah. right there's somebody exactly. else out there for you and you don't have to continue on that path but find somebody that fits because bringing a third party in i mean there are times laura and i man our marriage gets better and better and better it just does i i I don't mean that to put anybody down or to make you feel bad, but we've put in so much work. Purposeful that it, work. Purposeful work. It right. gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And that's why we believe in it so much. Well, it's yeah. sort of the fruit of your work. Right. Yeah. It's not that the work is easy. There's a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dying to self. But the fruit of it is we're closer together. We're a team. We survived. We made it. We're yep. in covenant with God and with each other. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the couple sitting out there? And the, like, I know we joked about it earlier, but the wife saying, yeah, I want to go. And the dude's saying, nope, yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any well, tips? or? Again, not to sound hyper-spiritual at all, but really pray. Mm. Ask God to change his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. If he's absolutely not going to do it, we'd encourage you as the, you know, the wife to go seek your own counsel. That's right. Yeah. It's like it's important. Sometimes the best thing you can do in your marriage, the best thing Tim Evans can do is bring the best Tim Evans, yeah. mm-hmm. the oh. most healed, the most forgiving. And that's been a lifetime. You know, yeah. we're, we're in our 60s now. We're still learning and growing. And after 40 years of marriage, we still see a counselor. And I mean, even you mean I, at 40 years, we don't arrive? Hey, we're no. not done? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Don't see a counselor who doesn't see a counselor is one of our kind yeah. of golden Talk statements. about that. That's a big one. You it's don't huge. see a counselor and you don't recommend anybody see a counselor that that person isn't also seeing a counselor. Well, let me say it this way because I hate to make it sound that black and white, but Mm. I want to know that the person I'm seeing also views counseling as a journey Mm -hmm. of healing Mm -hmm. and that healing isn't a place that you arrive at. So I want to know, are they in community? Are they seeking, still continuing to seek their own healing? Because for Tim and I, that's not only uh, a belief system in our own life, but for us, it's what we model to our clients. Mm -hmm. We want you to do what we're doing ourselves. We're not asking you to do something we too aren't and, doing and ourselves. And I think sometimes when you think you're not vulnerable is when you're most vulnerable. Mm. So yeah, we've been married 40 years. We still go for annual counseling sessions. That's right. Sometimes yeah. more yep. ends meet and meets with counselors because if people think they've arrived, they're really inviting the enemy. Oh. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exalt yourself, Absolutely. you will Maybe be humble. let's uh, take that word counseling off the table and just put it this way. We were created for community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether that's a counselor, a wise man, a spiritual director, a trusted friend, a pastor, fill in the blank. We were created to reflect the identity of God, which is Father, Son, and Spirit. They um, are together in community. I'm a reflected image of them. Mm-hmm. My life should be reflected by community. That's where the wisdom comes in and the insight and the discernment, living in community. A lot of people get into a lot of trouble when they're lone rangers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Tim, a second ago, you said if the husband doesn't want to go, I encourage the wife to, to go anyway. Same with husbands. Um, Laura and I were at a marriage conference this weekend with Gap Community, mm-hmm. and we love that organization. I'll put some links to their uh, trainings and, and courses uh, in the show notes for this program. But I was talking with a woman that had been through one of the trainings I've done. And she said, you know, before I did this training, my marriage was violent. Uh, and I was like, really? And she's like, now, listen, we weren't hitting each other, but it was a very volatile, very, uh, you know, violent kind of marriage. Like, you know, my husband was punching holes in the wall and throwing plates and I was throwing stuff at him and we were screaming at each other and all this kind of stuff. And and I said, what changed? She said, I did this training. Then it was through Gap Community. She mm-hmm. did this really big four-day 
intensive counseling session. I go, well, when did your husband do it? She goes, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Nope. It was three years ago. And her marriage still changed. Her yes. marriage still changed because she was relating to him differently. There's, they don't have the screaming fights anymore. There are no more holes punched in the walls. And me, I was like, man, this guy's such an idiot. He could have such a better marriage. They still have a better marriage. They have yeah. a better marriage because she is sacrificing for him. It's not, that's not my ideal. I wish he would go. I wish he'd go to the training too. But I got to tell you, I see them together. I didn't know what their relationship used to be like. I see them together and I go, I don't, it's hard for me to believe that this big teddy bear guy that's kissing her and hugging on her and making goo-goo eyes at her was the guy punching holes in the wall while they fought. I'm like, really? That happened? Mm. Counseling is beneficial. Well, you know, it says in the scriptures, um, you who are spiritual, restore the relationship. Sometimes the word spiritual doesn't necessarily mean that you're above your spouse, but it might mean you trust God a little bit more than maybe your spouse's position Mm. to trust him now, and Mm. you're willing to receive your healing first. So in that example, Ryan, she responds to triggers differently. She's not as easily. um, And so that changes the dynamic of the marriage. When you think about the decision she made, she's taking ownership and responsibility Mm -hmm. for the part she plays in the marriage, which is all about her. And she's um, opening her hands uh, to the Lord about what he's going to do with the covenant of marriage with them as a couple. Yeah. So I encourage listeners to take ownership and responsibility for your own life, for your own obstacles, and then see what God does with the marriage. Yeah. So far as it depends on you, be at peace with your spouse. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's again, that's, that's an individual decision. It sounds yeah. like this girl. You keep bringing up scriptures that I love because that's the one on my social media pages. In my bios, that's the scripture yeah. I have. In as much as it unto you, make peace with one another. Well, well I, I love it. My response is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Always. And I think when you start moving in that direction, you'll see more possibilities open up for your marriage. Which so, reminds you how stuck you get yeah. when everything has to be we. I yeah. can't move forward until, until you move forward yeah. with me. It's like now I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, circling back to, you know, let's say it is one of the spouse. We won't say the husband or wife is like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to counseling. I right. don't need it. So the one spouse would say, get your own healing, you know, interview some counselors, you know, start out with an intensive like that. Cause usually it's not something you're going to handle 50 minutes a week or, right. sure. or whatever. Right. But to the other spouse, there's a part of me, you know, I spent over 20 years in a busy Chicago suburban fire department and I love first Corinthians. It's probably the most, you know, well-known love chapter. And towards the end, it says, when I was a child, I spoke and acted and behaved like a child. But when I became a man, when a person becomes adult, an adult. they put away childhood things. So yeah. sometimes, I think I've heard that a few times over gosh, the last three let me just years, tell you, huh, Tim? Hey, just so you know, when you're in counseling and your counselor goes, hey, you know, it's time to stop being so mature and grow up, and you're 46, and you're like, hey. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Still true, though, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes it is time to grow up, stop being a baby and a temper, throwing temper tantrums, you don't get your way, and suck it up. Get in yeah. there. Do yeah. some work. And when you think about it, that sounds so harsh, but think about um, the times that you've responded poorly to your spouse. Go yeah. ahead and call those up in your mind. And don't they fall into the category of complete immaturity? Yes. When I respond poorly to Tim, I say to him a lot afterwards, wow, I felt like I was about 16 and I was just being rebellious. Like, no, you're not the boss of me. I'm not doing that. So it's an immature pocket that Mm -hmm. needs to be grown I'll do this with Laura. I know you're not saying this, but this is what I hear anyway. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And in my head, I know you're not saying those things to me, but I'm broken in a way that when you say those words, I hear this. We are... Out of, the, out of town and one of the kids was having a hard time and I was talking to that particular child and Laura asked for the phone and it what I heard was 
You're not doing a good job as a parent. You're not comforting the child. You're not doing the things that ought to be done right now. And, and please all I asked for was the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and here's what I know. The very next day, Laura was talking to one of our children who was having a hard time. And I felt the need. I wanted to reach out and find out what was going on. And can I help? And can I talk? And then she got mad at me. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, we just care about our kids so much. We're willing to step on each other's toes to say, I love the kids and I'm so scared for them and I'm worried about them and we're out of town and I miss them and, and we're fighting with each other because we love our kids. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just silly. And it yeah. takes some time to get to that But I did it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love my marriage, <laughs> yes. but I'm still an idiot at times. Well, and for, I mean, you look at Ryan and I also talk about um, celebrating the small victories. You know, I, I, yeah. I yeah. in that <laughs> moment, I remember just thinking back, if this would have occurred eight years ago, we would have been derailed the whole weekend. We could have That's just right. left the seminar and been yeah. like, let's not even go. And I mean, we, and we shifted within an hour Maybe two hours. I mean, it was a quick. A, and so that's a victory. It's like, is. hey, yeah, we are moving in the right direction and, and that it's okay. Yeah, that's you know? right. So shifting, another way to say that is we respond quicker and we're able to get back on track and keep mm -hmm. moving forward. In unison. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we're learning grace. I think the more counseling you go through, the more you work on these things together, the more grace you learned. Yesterday morning, we kind of got into it over something. There was a miscommunication and I got my feelings hurt and I think Laura did too. And we were sitting on a couch and I was just like, and then she jumped up and sat on my lap and started kissing me. Yeah, it was kind of hard to be mad. <laughs> kind of hard and to I be tried mad. to hold on to it for a little bit. I was like, fine. Yeah, and we have, a, we, we have this little thing in our marriage, kiss the angry person. And we're not yeah. suggesting that that always works. Hi, if your wife is sitting there really angry at you, yeah. not probably the best time to go and just, hey, well, let's make out. Yeah. And there's an element of just getting over yourself and getting off your story sometimes and being like, okay. Well, even We're if something committed. as light as that isn't appropriate, it's like, how about praying for your spouse? It's really mm -hmm. hard to pray mm -hmm. when I'm angry at yeah. him. It's really hard for him to pray for me. So Now, you're not saying in the middle of a fight, you start praying out loud for your spouse right there. Of... <laughs> no, I'm saying because of the fight, you don't cross him off your <laughs> totally. prayer list and say, you know what? I'm going to yeah. withhold right. my prayers from yeah, you. Yeah, but because... practically, I think sometimes when you choose before, you know, because we're all going to experience troubles, when Ann and I get into it, I really want... To presuppose the best in her. Yeah. yeah. And we've yeah. known each other our whole lives. We've married four years. We got kids and grandkids. It's like, mm. and just stopping for a minute. And I think uh, a sentence that Anne will say to me that'll disarm me when I'm kind of, you know, whatever, off the deep end. She'll grab me and she'll say, look me at the eyes, hon. She goes, you're a better person than the way you're acting right now. Mm. Ooh. Now that wow. could have been a trigger 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. But I receive that now saying, she's for me. We're a team. We're yeah. intimate allies. Mm. Like, and you know what? She's right. I am acting like a jerk. Yeah. And it opens the door for totally. asking for forgiveness. Or and, I'm just acting immaturely. And this is, sometimes I monitor the areas that I'm triggered in. And those are really areas that the Lord is inviting me to healing. Because mm. if I was healed in that, I would respond more maturely mm -hmm. and be able to engage in conversation with you. Yeah. So are those areas just flags where the Lord's saying, you can keep going around the mountain or you can stop now and trust me, I'd like to heal that. And, yeah. and as I picture your listeners out there, because we've thrown a lot out there, yeah. if, if it's really a, a volatile or almost a violent light situation, we give all our clients, ministry receivers, Ann and I ourselves, just to call a time out. Yeah. Sometimes it's wise to say, you know, we can pick this up later or let's yeah. put this on the yeah. list to bring to our counselors because it's just going to go south. Yeah. And we're all going to end yeah, up we all you know, have in a worse areas. place. Yeah. 
Like, in gap I, community, they call that being flooded. I'm just yeah. flooded. I'm, I'm flooded. overwhelmed. I can't yeah. take one more thing. No you more. can't tell me anymore. I've reached my limit. Exactly. If you tell me anymore, I might scream. I'm flooded. Exactly. And that's a key word, safe word, one of the things. I'm flooded. All right, we're going to stop right now. Well, and you then have to respect also that. having mm-hmm. the opportunity to what we've learned through you guys is, well, by when will we talk about it then? So if you say I'm flooded. If we can't get it, if we can't figure it out on ourselves, then we're going to come to you and bring it. Um, but also realizing, yeah. okay, yeah. We're not shoving this under the exactly. rug, but mm-hmm. we're going to revisit it. Well, yeah. Let me let me restate it a little bit because we've got about one minute left and we're going to do a little bit of bonus and I want to tease that out. Okay. If Laura and I get into an argument and Laura says, I'm flooded. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I stop. I say, well, we should talk about this. So give me a date by when will we talk about this? It could be the next day. It could be in two hours. It could be next week or... Sometimes if Laura says that, if I go, hey, listen, I'm flooded. I can't, I, we got to stop talking about this. She'll say, by when? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if we can talk about this. She might say something like, well, then when's the next time we're going to see Tim and Ann? Let's make sure we talk about it there. Yeah, that's And good. that's a big one. Okay, tiny bit of time left. You guys wrote a book called Together. And it kind of knocked me back a little bit. We had been seeing you for a while and you wrote this book called Together because you believe in equality in marriage, co-leadership in marriage, not yes. superhero and sidekick, but co-leadership in marriage. And I have to tell you, I did not believe that when you started talking about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nope, hippies, sorry, get out, not doing it. <laughs> and I went to one of your seminars and you started explaining it and I have changed my tune. Bonus episode, I want to talk about that. It's going to shake some people up. You're not going to like it. And I don't care. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Or they're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's right. some people that's going to be like, yeah, I love this. Well, you know I what? think what's even funnier is I didn't even know he didn't believe in it. <laughs> For oh, no. all you women Come out there on. listening, I thought, oh yeah, we're we're co-leading together. Yeah, so yeah, I, I did. I believed in co-leadership until there was a, 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 a an impasse. Couldn't go any further. And then yeah. you know the husband, well, I'm the leader, so I'm going to make the decision. Well, right? I think when you say equality, most of the you know Christ followers we know they believe equality and inequality in marriage, but more intrinsic equality that a man and woman are both made in the image of God. We, our understanding, our theological position is we're all sleep functionally equal or totally. functionally equal. well so we can talk about let's, that at the bonus. we're going to jump in let's and do the bonus thank you for listening we appreciate it again if you need counselor go to rebelparenting.org click on the link on the right hand side god bless and we'll see you next week